Yo, yo, yo. Yo. How you doing, bro? How am I doing? I'm doing so good, Eric. Happy, happy intermediary time period between holidays to you. (laughs) And likewise, this is the awkward week between Christmas and New Year's where you kind of just like become a degenerate and just like (laughs) (laughs) lay around, stop going to the gym, you know, eat a bunch of shit, drink more, Mm -hmm. waste money. It makes me realize why New Year's resolutions exist because everyone is an absolute bag of garbage for two weeks prior (laughs) that it requires the hard pendulum shift to healthy living. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) It's like that one time you like snap out of it, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to get my life back together. What am Mm -hmm. I doing here? Yeah, like this this has gone too far. I hit rock bottom. Speaking of rock bottom, Ty, we just finished 12 inches, 24 inches cumulative of sandwich in between episodes here oh, and i'm feeling it right now dude it is sitting in my stomach like a boulder yeah dude i'm feeling <clears throat> a little bit of comatose right now uh i ordered the veggie patty which we know is a literal brick of i learned today it's carrots and peas because and corn, and they, corn kept, yeah. they kept falling out while i was eating them mm-hmm. exposing a new vegetable Wow, I am really feeling it though. But that is kind of like charming about the veggie patty. It's like you know it's like just vegetables kind of like barely clinging on, you know? It's not like binded together with some kind of binding agent. Yeah, to actually examine a, a whole food, a whole food in the veggie patty is quite miraculous, a Christmas miracle if you will. Because <laughs> uh, you know the whole foods you are adding. You're you you pluck a a pickle slice or a, a piece of spinny and you you expect it to be it but the veggie patty doesn't reveal all of the uh the veggies that it holds inside it until until you chop down that's right dude um walk us through the rest of the order bro because we, we don't got the veggie patty but what else was happening today because we went to the way mm-hmm. and i don't know man i feel like usually at 3 30 it's not that busy but today we were sitting there for like 20 minutes. I swear to God, we couldn't even find parking. It, it was a busy subway. I don't know if it's the after school rush or if everyone just got a craving for a subway sandwich at the same time as us. But I have never waited that long for a foot long. It doesn't <laughs> help that our guy, our guy behind the counter, our, our lone artist was, uh, he was hustling to make it work, but he had mobile orders coming in. He had single men like us tapping their foot waiting (laughs) waiting to put their order in it was busy it was actually impressive how fast this guy was because he was ripping through the vegetables faster faster than i could think of the next vegetable to add yeah dude his hands were flying and he was being pretty generous too with the portions like when you said red onion dude scooped like a whole truckload of red onions <laughs> out and it had perfectly even spreadage across it. Yeah, dude, I feel bad for Ty right now because I hit the onion pretty hard. I hit the garlic aioli pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to have like a more normal kind of or- o- odor. <laughs> odor or order? Order and odor, my guy. Yeah, I, I did freak it a little bit with the sauces today. I went barbecue and then ranch and then a little bit of Sriracha. Sriracha for a little bit of heat in there. And I could tell you had a little bit of buyer's remorse because you immediately told me, get the green goddess. Oh, right. It wasn't ranch. It was green goddess. Oh, that's, that's what you what got? got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I got it too. Because we talked about it on the last episode. That's right. Which we only recorded 30 minutes ago. We should preface <laughs> that despite us talking about the intermediary purgatory between Christmas and New Year's, 
Eric and I are recording this episode on December 22nd. You got it. Boom. Boom. Yeah, it's pretty wild that we've... This is our third episode of the day. Actually, Mm -hmm. third episode of this afternoon. We only met up at like one yeah it's a real triple meat triple header and that's because of holiday shenanigans i'm probably not in the recording booth at time of listening i'm probably somewhere like in los angeles area maybe i'm dining with timothy chalamet at sushi park or oh who knows riding the ferris wheel at santa monica pier cool nothing like spending 150 dollars on like a (laughs) <laughs> like a outdoor mall sushi place <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's 200 a person but yeah oh fuck sorry that's, <laughs> like, that's if you get the sake pairing that's true sake. <laughs> which i couldn't imagine not doing amazing uh but have you the, been there before no i've never been of you no but it was it crossed my desk and i was like i should probably go yeah um it's on the list yeah but yeah i just didn't didn't end up there i've been to sugarfish and that place sucks man yeah i've heard that place sucks i've never been there myself but i did hear that it was in the cards for this trip from my traveling party oh wow <laughs> cool i mean so hopefully you can get them to go to sushi park instead what, what's the move at uh sugarfish like ask for the most aesthetically mindful box of bluefin tuna i don't really know i don't know just pick between the pre-made boxes and that's it like everything i'm pretty sure everything's pre-made Cool. Well, that sucks. I like yeah. me sushi fresh. Exactly. It, like, t- it like, takes away the the art from the sushi. You know dude, what I mean? Subway's making fresh art every order. Why can't Sugarfish? The fish at Subway is probably fresher than Sugarfish. Isn't that crazy? Whoa, that is crazy. Isn't it crazy also to think that Subway has fish? <laughs> like we never call it fish. We call it tuna only. I think <laughs> to call it fish makes you realize what absolute like how ludicrous the concept is of fish being at every location of subway at any given time. It is absolutely ludicrous. And when you call it fish, it makes me never want to order it. Even though I almost ordered it today. I told Ty I'm getting the fucking tuna. And I said, you better not. I'm getting in the booth with you and we don't need that kind of scent. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh, dangerous aroma. Uh, we're coming out of Christmas. Uh, theoretically. Um, I read an interesting fact on a blue chip news outlet, the guardians website, the other day, Eric Mm -hmm. Christmas related, of course. And it was that according to the guardian, 43% more penile fractures occur (laughs) on Christmas. 49% more. Why is that? You think, you know, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Describe what a penile fracture is. Yeah. yeah. So there's no bones in the penile. Regrettably, the news article did not double click on the definition of the penile fracture. And that is the most confusing part because it is a muscle. It could be pulled, but could it be fractured? I don't know. Are you pulling my dick right now, bro? (laughs) Yeah. You can tug a hog, but you can't break it. You can't break it, I guess, but every man is afraid of breaking it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's the opportunity to, for it to be broken uh a little little penile cast wrap it up like a six inch <laughs> that's right Dude, that'll be that'll be hard to do because we know it changes in size so how do you wrap that how do you how wrap a foot long that it goes from six inch to foot long and Dude, back yeah it's like getting reverse bread retarded <laughs> you smarten up bread, bread smarten up <laughs> uh so i don't know why there's more the article did not also offer any thesis is on this so i went to our brightest minds which is you what's going on here 
why is why are men getting their dicks broken on Christmas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the question? Like, are they on the naughty list? Um, yeah, that was the question. I, when you say it out loud, it sounds like this is a very convoluted podcast. But it's a great question, Ty. I think it's because we are probably like trapped inside on Christmas, mm. probably with our families. You know what I mean? So like, it's always fun to sneak away with Bay into the upstairs bedroom, get a quickie in. And I think in the act of doing the quickie, that's when things go awry. Right, right. So it was a rush order. And just like a subway, <laughs> if they go too fast, problems arise. I think so. <laughs> like, like in what position is it mostly breaking in? Probably like cowgirl? Reverse cowgirl? I would think there needs to be some weight on it to... Absolutely. But it could be self-inflicted too. Like a lot of lonely men sat at Christmas. Uh, maybe they get a little bit too emotional. That is and true. That when they're cranking their hog, that gets a little, a little. That is involved, true. A little too involved. It is true, Ty, and it's for a few reasons. Um, Halloween is the horniest holiday, mm. and so that therefore that makes Christmas the loneliest and saddest holiday because. You've hooked up with someone on Halloween, and then mm-hmm. now you don't know their phone number anymore. <laughs> so you're definitely cranking one out, <laughs> like in between uh, mimosas or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> you would think that Valentine's Day is like the more like emotionally horny holiday, but it's not because it's overplayed, and everyone can just say like, "Oh, I'm not participating in it," but you can't really opt out of Christmas. Like you're gonna know it's Christmas; it's happening, and mm-hmm. uh, and you are alone. So yeah, everyone's <clears throat> literally signaling that it's Christmas via Christmas lights, things yeah. like that, inflatable Santa Clauses. So many references. Like coughing season leads up to Christmas, not Valentine's Day for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And a summer it's because the summer fling happens in the summer, you know what I mean? By the <laughs> time it gets to Valentine's Day, like whatever. I don't care. I've, I'm over it. I'm already working on myself. Dude, yeah, we're working me on our summer bod next year. Next summer's your summer for sure. Got no time to focus on Valentine's Day. Bad time of year for it, honestly. I've noticed nobody has said 2024 my year yet. <laughs> I think they learned better. <laughs> dude, we're all losing hope. I don't think 2024 is going to be anybody's year. <laughs> yeah, dude. Remember when everyone said 2020 was going to be their year? Yeah. 2020 vision? That that should, did not happen. Yeah, they'll, I think they'll stay at home, uh, learn to cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was definitely not the year we imagined. And honestly, it was the last time I stopped. That was the last year I stopped saying, that'll be my year. Yeah, exactly. Ever since then, time's been in a weird time warp. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, that sandwich is coming back up, man. Holy shit, dude. It's been one good off after after a foot long breadheads you heard it here first it's real it really happens <laughs> i gotta say though eric think reflecting on 2020 i i even have a note on this about this on my phone but th- this is kind of like maybe a hot take but i kind i kind of miss coronavirus news oh like yeah. the death count like i don't know if it's like a what is it schrodinger syndrome stockholm syndrome oh yeah but I'm thinking of Schrodinger's cat. The the news and like the kind of like feeling a part of something bigger than we were. There's some maybe a bit of a un, a fond nostalgia with that right now that I'm feeling. Where this time a few only a few years ago, everyone was involved in this cosmic story, mm-hmm. and now it's over. And now no, I I feel like I've lost my 
my sense of hope, my sense of direction. Mm. So just just because we're not all uniting around a common goal, you feel like you need to now find your own purpose for being. Like you can't just rely on others to tell you what to do. Yeah, and that's why I know 2024 is not going to be my year. <laughs> wow, four years later and you still hung up on it, huh? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just like a fond nostalgia, the same way like men reflect on the war. You know, this was my world war. You know what? I think that's probably it. Like I was um, talking to my parents about this. Like I'm going to, like when I'm a parent as well, I'm going to tell my kids about how I met Bay during a global pandemic when millions of people were dying and we weren't allowed to hang out, but we did anyway. Yeah, it's a beautiful love story. It actually is kind of a cool story. And they might be like, mom and dad, you're such pussies. I don't know what they'll say, but Mm -hmm. it could be that. Well, that story definitely ripens with age. I'll give you that. Mm, True. What you probably won't reveal to them is that you just like sat on your MacBook in your living room all day and had a DoorDasher risk their life to bring you food. Exactly. And I was washing my money in the sink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, you're, like the way you can kind of frame it 30 years later is yeah. fairly far from the reality. Yeah. So I, I think, think it will age well. That's a good point. And now it makes me think like all the wars that we've been a part of in the past, like, do you think they just glorify them a little bit for the story like there's no way it was that like heroic what they did yeah i'm (laughs) sure it was quite chaotic um the only way you can tell is whether or not the press tells an tells an honest story or not and Mm -hmm. you and i eric we are the press of this generation Mm -hmm. we're the pressed paninis the pressed paninis wow so just look if to answer your question eric look in a mirror look <laughs> inward are you doing a good job of reporting on the reality before us did you do a good job with me of reporting on penile fractures i don't know if we did damn you, you just made me realize like my kids will hear this one day that's insane bro <laughs> only if you tell them about it it's, it's like, like daddy had a secret life <laughs> dude daddy had a secret family and um yeah that's actually a crazy thought i just had like this in theory will live on forever this this audio that we're recording right now not to get too meta on the breadheads right now but i'm just 12 inches later and three beers later i'm like getting in that mood you know yeah yeah i'm feeling it too (laughs) the chipotle southwest sauce is starting to hit yeah dude ah dude yeah i hope nasa one day sends episode 294 to space for aliens to find to represent humanity Mm mm-hmm um, but you know what you made me think of when you mentioned COVID news and also humanity having to like look at shit in history books and be like, what the hell were they thinking back then? Mm-hmm. Um, grilled ice. <laughs> oh, yes. you, you've seen this? Uh, of course I've seen this. It's all over my TikToks. All over the TikToks. Um, apparently gaining popular popularity in northern China. They are grilling ice cubes. And sprinkling like seasoning on them and then just eating the ice cubes. Can you tell me why the fuck they even put it on the grill? Like, what's the point of that? I mean, I think it probably activates the aromatics of the spices, a little bit of heat. Because whenever I cook at home, the recipe always says, like, spice your onions, run it for 30 seconds, then sauce that thing up. Run what for 30 seconds? The grill? The spice on heat, whether it's a wok, a pan, or whatever. You kind of have to cook the spice. Yeah, yeah. You got to let it cook. Interesting. Um, But yeah, it made me think like, because it was like a Chinese video I saw. I was like, damn, these... I remember like in February 2020, I was looking at a similar video. (laughs) 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 I'm like, 
like there's no way this will affect me and then who knows ty maybe in two months i'll be eating ice cubes covered in cumin oh yeah dude this time three years ago i was it's kind of the same vibes you're like we're laughing at grilled ice (laughs) before we know it we're gonna be masked up we've we've melted all the ice we 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 expedited the ice cap melting Mm -hmm. just avoid the plague Mm -hmm. do you think it's kind of irresponsible of us like global warming is affecting the whole world and we're just eating the ice cubes like shouldn't we be saving the ice cubes (laughs) (laughs) yeah who's who's creating like a a bank you know cold storage (laughs) cold storage shout out to kodama ice co yeah (laughs) very specific um hey do you think they will do like it the year is 2035 um the chinese ice cubes have infiltrated the western markets Mm -hmm. do you think kodama ice co who does the ice cubes for michelin star restaurants here in vancouver will do like a michelin cube (laughs) with like miso powder on it or something yeah i i think if this trend does take take hold the spiced ice cube uh, market will probably pop off and it'll i think fine dining will lead the charge here yeah either that or it'll be a grassroots initiative via tech talk like it is right now but but ty all food actually kind of originates from the poor class you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's what's happening now it's like like for example pizza was like popular street food because it's super easy to make you just throw whatever you have in the fridge on a piece of dough and you fry it up or bake it and that's it same thing with this ice cube shit bro like it's kind of like the new girl dinner yeah like we don't have real food so we're just gonna like pretend to eat yeah, that's really, kind of the whole vibe it really is the vodka soda of food yeah it's the vodka water <laughs> so i guess you're right it has all food if it's going to become popular has to originate with the broke boys because one there's more of them which you need to gain popularity and two Mm -hmm. it's really easy to elevate poor people food than it is to declass declassify rich people food like Mm -hmm. how do you make like a pedestrian version of like a foie gras you know it doesn't really happen Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point just pate maybe kind of just pate like blended (laughs) animal bad example um i guess there is probably a a different class variation of all ingredients mm-hmm. except at subway where it's one for all yeah i'm eating the same lettuce as the guy behind me who parked the corvette outside that's right there was a corvette illegally parked outside the subway which was a cool move mm-hmm. um but Ty, there's also a desire to elevate the mundane when you have nothing going for you you know what i mean it's like if you have like no interesting food you're going to take your basic food and spice it up, pun intended. Mm-hmm. The human urge to make the most of it. Exactly. You got to make the most of it because we got the time <laughs> we, and we have like nothing else going on really. Mm-hmm. So we got to make make our like ice cubes interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It actually is a really, a really, the ice cube trend is a really nice symbolism for what we can accomplish when we practice creative thinking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ice tray the gang. Wow. So, are you gonna are you gonna make some fried ice ice cubes? And if so, how are you gonna spice them? <laughs> um, obviously with the green goddess, <laughs> um, green goddess herbs. Yeah, dude. But you know what? This got me thinking, Ty. Like, I think if ice spice were to get it on this trend, I think this could be really big for her. Like, if she could somehow take this product, freak it in her own way, and sell it back to us, it's a perfect collab. It. it- was meant to be ice spice <laughs> dude 
<laughs> it's in the name. It's her name, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't like make it up. Oh. I wonder if she is what inadvertently stimulated the trend to begin with. I mean, like she's inadvertently like, stimulating me. You're hungry. You're like, I want to munch munch on something. <laughs> and you're like, you know who munches ice spice? I should spice some ice, grill that shit up. We're cooking. <laughs> Damn. It all comes together. I don't understand how they're able to cook the cubes. Can you explain that to me? There's something off here. Like, why aren't the ice cubes melting immediately? I get, uh, I'm no chemist. I'm no chemist, Eric. But my hypothesis is that the spices are acting as a heat shield. <laughs> to that and them in the ice cube so the spices are consuming the heat they're burning they're getting that aromatic scent that you seem like kind of vibe is when the bread cooks at subway and the ice is it is protected from it it's sealed interesting interesting but it looks like ty i'm gonna poke holes in your argument ice cubes go on the grill first and then the sauce and the spice is applied on top and then it's kind of like tossed together afterwards. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's crazy. That does that breaks the whole hypothesis? Exactly. I don't. I don't think these are real ice cubes. I Tell think me, anyone's eating something this. going on here? Are we being bamboozled by Big China again? I think so. This is this is the Chinese knockoff of ice cubes. It doesn't melt. They convinced us that COVID came from a wet market, and they convinced us that ice cubes can be grilled. Yeah, <laughs> ice cubes are not wet. Well, if they came up with a new the ice cube too. <laughs> that's great for global warming just, mm -hmm. just ship a few of those north mm -hmm. yeah maybe this is like some secret potion like the opposite of alcohol because alcohol can't freeze but is there right. is there a, f a liquid that can freeze but can't melt maybe probably <laughs> Dude, my brain just exploded there huh makes you question what a liquid even is because mm -hmm. what you're describing to me is a solid <laughs> Wait a second. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. This is crazy. So we're uh, heading into the new year here. Um, how do you feel about that, Eric? We got You got big New Year's plans this year? Absolutely none. I think um, New Year's in the city is like notoriously boring. So I don't have anything planned at the moment. Unfortunately, you'll be away. So mm -hmm. that makes things even more difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you're clearly doing something fun. At this time, like two days from now, if you're listening to this. So what's going on with you? Yeah, great question, Eric. Great question. Um, at time of publication, I'm probably on a flight from Los Angeles to Monterey, Mexico, where I'm going to spend 24 hours eating my way through the city before flying to Oaxaca to ring in the new year. Um, it's kind of like that Family Guy episode or, or might be Simpsons where he's like trapped in like beer. <laughs> and he's like, and he has to drink his way out. That's you eating your way out of Monterey. Yeah, no kidding. That's how I felt eating that foot long today, dude. Like I was, every bite was like hacking through the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> if the Amazon rainforest with me was made of shredders. Yeah, dude. Um, I think today, dude, um, having to carry those foot longs up and through the elevator with like two randoms in the elevator with us, like commenting on our sandwiches. Is this what it's like to be a, a woman walking by a construction site? Oh, geez. Yeah, I felt <laughs> like I got I got definitely catcalled today. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, the, we, Eric and I took our footlongs to go. We brought it, bring them back to the recording booth. And the woman says, is that lunch or dinner? Because she sees us both holding these giant-ass wads of sandwich. And here's the, my big problem with Subway, Eric, is that all of their fast foods go in a discreet bag. 
So no matter where you order from, whatever you actually got, the particularities of the meal are hidden. They're just, they're undisclosed. But at Subway, it's literally the shape of the food. It's like 12 inches of sandwich. There's no hiding it. You got a bulge, you know? And it's annoying because like the paper, it's just like one layer of paper between this person and my sandwich. Yeah, like, and like their breath is getting on your foot long. Exactly. But also you can see it like bleeding out. <laughs> it's like this bleeding Southwest sauce. And I'm like <laughs> trying to like hold it together. And she's like, mm. yeah, dude, between the sauce stains and the aroma in the elevator, like you could probably ID every ingredient in your foot long. You're like, oh, this guy's got a spi- spicy tongue. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if like one of their stomachs just growled loudly while we were holding the sandwich. Wow. That would be, uh, that would be quite something, but that would, that honestly, I would be happy with that. It's a, a testament to my sandwich making abilities. Yeah. It's a compliment. Mm. Uh, well, uh, I think this is a good place to end the episode. I will talk to you and the breadheads in 2024. Ciao. Ciao.